0: We are the men who
1: we have made life complicated. And it and, and really like all of this jazz that we're surrounded with is, is is not what this body was was born for. What we believe that we should have in our lives in regards to things and the way that we should be conducting ourselves, you know, on a social level with work and schooling and how we should be helping everyone else other than ourselves. This ideal that everyone else outside of us is more important than what we are, it places a massive burden on that nervous system. To put yourself first is not a selfish thing because when you do, you're revitalised. You can give so much more when you are a place of importance, you're stronger mm-hmm. in, in every aspect.
0: Welcome to The Men Who Talk, the men's mental well-being podcast brought to you by The Men Who. The Men Who is a men's collective for actively maintaining positive mental well-being. With The Men Who, men have the opportunity to talk, listen, support, care for and help themselves and each other build meaningful connections in person, online and together. Together it's our purpose to raise the power of sharing what's on our mind and make it easier for men everywhere to access their well-being potential. Join us on this lifelong journey. We are the Men Who, and welcome to the Men Who Talk.
2: So Abby, welcome to the Men Who podcast. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, I you don't realize. You do not realize how excited I have been. When I got that message on Instagram, I literally jumped up and down because this <laughs> these are the conversations that matter. So thank you for having
2: me. Hmm, absolute pleasure, Abby. Like I, I'm as ex- excited as you are. And I think one of the reasons is we share a real love and desire to empower men and women, but not just individually, but to bring them together, right? We want to try and repair relationships between men and women
1: absolutely you know mm. i we spoke before we got on to this chat in that you know at the core of project woman is the 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 healing that needs to be done behind uh, men and women and when when a woman is confident in her health you know she she's she's not a victim and when we're not victims we cannot blame mm. we, you know it's not about pointing a finger at men you know th- the men of today are 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 wonderful. They are so much more open-minded. And as an example, like my husband, the other day I said, oh, look at this, the women's football team are going to get paid maternity leave. And he looked at me and he said, well, I already thought that happened. <laughs> so this is why these conversations are so important. I don't yeah. feel that it's because they there is ignorance there or or hatred there it, it's they just think that it's already happening
2: mm, there's a sort of basic you know? decency assumption going yeah. on yeah yeah but that's not the way that society is necessarily structured around that basic decency even if there are lots of men out there that feel that absolutely mm, fascinating so we have like a couple of things we want to talk about including periods which i think is going to be fascinating for uh, the guys who listen to this to hear a bit more about um, the physiology, the the kind of emotionality behind periods. But first of all, kind of tell us a bit about your background and Project Women specifically, what you're working on at the moment. Okay. So I
1: started off as a beautician and a masseuse, and it was the massage that really got me into it. I, I, I found organic skincare, which began to blow my mind in that, you know, you, what your skin eats, you become um and i just it was a bit of rabbit hole so i i then i then trained in thai massage i lived in thailand i've lived in india learning yoga and therapy and, and the psychology of the chakras with this understanding of how important emotional health is and movement how movement is crucial to your health but it was in 2016 when life decided to give me a lot of things to reflect upon uh, especially in regards to loss and death and like that plastic smile that many of us are very good at putting on began to crack and it it began to impact my relationship with my husband and but if I don't take some time out we might not make this so I went to a mixed movement camp in Miami where it was just moving 8 to 10 hours a day through all of these various disciplines and my cycle became 28 days it wasn't painful i wasn't emotional and it was a game changer because i've always had very heavy periods like these emotional roller coasters which very good at keeping it inside you know locking it all down don't don't express yourself and again another rabbit hole opened and i began to look at what is a, a menstrual cycle and it blew my mind it blew my mind at what i didn't know about myself and the habits that I was, was, was practising on a monthly basis and how those habits were impacting every, every aspect of my life, but especially with my relationship with my husband and my children. You know. And you begin to look at these and think, well, do, do, are these beneficial? Do I want them? No, not really. And so it gave me the opportunity to really assess and look at what I wanted and what I didn't and from there you know i looked into so if we have all of these different phases and seasons of the cycle and how they make you feel different we must be able to move with it as well so now i'm looking at wow one side of your cycle allows you to strength train more and to adapt more the other side is better for your relaxation wow you know you're not fighting yourself it makes life so much easier and and this is where Project Woman was then formulated, carved and created a place where women are given the permission to feel intelligent because for a long time, and I'm not playing the victim here, for a long time, when you look back at history, you see that a woman's body has not been hers, but since the dawn of time, it feels like, you know, we have been, we have been guessed our our health has been a, a, a guessing game we have been manipulated we have been um controlled and so our bodies are like this well we don't know what they are many of us don't have a clue what they are and and a menstrual cycle is seen as as an inconvenience which breaks my heart really because when we say that we actually say that we are an inconvenience. We are reaffirming the belief that we are an inconvenience and our emotions are an inconvenience. And therefore, what do we do? We shut up and we put up. And so Project Woman is is this currently this online platform where women can show up and express how they are feeling without shame or judgment, doesn't matter whether you're menstruating, perimenopausal or menopausal. It is a place where you can... Gather information on the menstrual cycle, on perimenopause and menopause. I say education because it's a word that everyone understands, but what I now know is that we don't need to be educated, we just need to remember. Mm. Same for men. We need to remember what it is to be who we are, who we were born to be. And so this is what this platform offers. And next year, Project Woman is going on tour, which is very exciting as it's going to change the way women retreat because we don't need to retreat. We never have yeah we just need a little bit of time out and to increase the fun so that that i'd say that was in a nutshell but i don't think that was a
2: nutshell joe that's quite a big nutshell (laughs) a couple of nutshells i think (laughs) (laughs) but that that's brilliant and i i think people don't maybe realize the extent to which this perspective of women's health has been neglected within science even like we Mm. you'd expect it from religious traditions from Um, you know, patriarchal organizations, but science in and of itself reproduces that patriarchy through focusing on men's bodies as the norm and women's bodies, as you say, as kind of a aberration or or movement away from the norm. So periods, like you say, become this awkward, sticky thing that you don't get to talk about. Like, I was just thinking as you were, as you were speaking that, um, you know, I grew up with a very limited view of what a period is, of, of what a menstrual cycle is. Thinking that it was this couple of days a month, that's the only time that it matters. Um, And it's something to generally be kind of suppressed or avoided rather than based head on. And it's only through people like yourself that I've been breaking out of these kind of norms of of silence around it and wanting to find out more, both for my relationships, you know, being able to communicate better with my partners or female friends, um, but then also um, being able to communicate with men about it as well, which is kind of why we're doing this so that we can communicate what is it important for men to know about a menstrual cycle um so I, I wonder first of all I wondered about your your preferred terminology that, that's something that I always like to ask like what do you prefer to call a cycle and um yeah what's your what's your general kind of uh, terminology around periods talking about periods
1: well for me I it... I'm very open-minded, you know. I there are the seasons of disciple. So I I look at three levels when I am supporting women on the various courses and workshops that I do. There's three levels, and the first one is like, like the via positiva and the via negativa, which discusses the energy, the flow of energy. Then we've got the the phases of the cycle which is more of um i'd say i suppose it's more like a scientific more western approach which looks at the biochemical the hormonal and then we've got the seasons which is more about your emotions so you can see mm. there is a level for everyone to access it on it's it's not just like the emotional aspect of it there are many levels to it and you can you can really start on whatever one you want because you know, it will take you onto the others very naturally. So for me, mm. term, you know, I got taught very long ago that um, it's your choice to be offended by what people say.
3: Mm.
1: And for me, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean you can go around saying whatever you want, but, <laughs> you respect. know, it is, yeah, to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm not offended by, by wh- what, way other people terminise it, if that's even a word, because it just came out of my mouth.
2: But that's that's really good to hear because I think that one of the difficult things for men is knowing what language to use when approaching it. So to hear you say that there's no wrong language, it's just about communicating, really, about about the ability to to know what the other person's saying that's the most important there.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you keep bringing up communication because, in essence, this, if you think about it, it's what period is. It's a communication. Mm. And when, you know, I I, <laughs> I think back to, like, my my parents days of you know the blokes down the pub and like you get the phone call or she comes in where are you i've cooked your dinner what are you doing and they're like oh she's nagging me again you know she's she's probably cooked dinner she's on her blade you know she's really fed up she's on her Mm. own you know but it's it's a communication but when we are not in an environment that supports a woman to understand her, her cycle her her her, her month however she wants to term it this is what creates this like these outbursts okay you know these 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 narratives that are aggressive and i mean pretty unresponsive isn't it because when you shout at someone you know you're not gonna get the, the 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 communication back what you really want yeah but it's almost like a survival response you're not listening to me why do people shout you're not listening to me yeah i'm not being heard that's why i'm shouting at you mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. at the core of it this is what period is it's about communication and the more we understand how we're communicating with it the more benefits we're going to get from mm-hmm. a, for, for, uh, from a man's perspective
2: Mm. So there's there's sort of several levels at which communication can be either successful or broken. One of them being between men and women, mm. and another one between a woman and her own body. Maybe there's this yeah, absolutely to be like really clear with your communication and you're listening to what's going on beneath the surface. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I will give you an example. When I first started cycle uh, looking at my cycle, I would get to day twenty one, and I would have these meltdowns of oh, I'm a failure. I am rubbish at my job. What am I doing? Why don't I just go back to the corporate world? And I would phone my husband and say, bring home two bottles of red wine, please. And I would smash them back. Looking over this over like three to six months, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is every, every day 21 on every cycle, I'm doing exactly the same thing. What is going on? Well, I now know that I'm now moving into my inner autumn, a time of reflection, of slowing down, of not taking on new things. But, yeah, I'm still trying to, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. My body's like, no, this is not the time, Abigail. This this is the time for you to be slowing down. But I I can't handle the slowing down because my nervous system got set at like 100 miles an hour from birth. So this feels totally alien. So Mm. I'm going to knock myself out of alcohol. I'm going to get really emotional. I'm going to dump all that on my husband. Ah, you know, he's sitting there listening to me, poor sod. Every single month. So once I saw that, I then had a choice. My choice is that I can continue to do this every single month. And for that relationship with alcohol to perhaps get worse and worse and worse. And for me to then impact that on my husband, who probably will then decide to spend that day down the pub do you know what I mean? Like, he won't mm-hmm. want to come home because he knows. Or I can choose to set up some really great tools where as I come into this, this as I come towards this day and I step into this day, I've got things there to support me where I won't want to hit the ball like, like that, where I won't want to dump all my emotions on my husband, mm. you know. And that also includes communicating to him, you know, what day 21... I feel a, I, I feel like I need some support. I feel like, you know, do you think you could just be on hand just a little bit more? You're great at what you do, but, you know, and so that means he'll do the dinner or, you know, he might take the kids out and just to give me a little bit of space so that I'm then not inflicting all of this turmoil going on around me. So again, look at that as a communication and and a collaboration in regards to our relationship.
2: Mm. So do you think then that, The the conceptualization of periods or or a woman's cycle as a nuisance or as something that's that's difficult um, for people to deal with is created by the suppression of awareness of how to handle it, how to kind of hold space for what needs to happen within the body.
1: Absolutely. So there's a few books I want to share with you guys, and one of them is Unwell Women by Eleanor Clayholm, and she was an unwell woman for many years, and she got told it was all in her head that she was being emotional she was given all of like these pills of antidepressants and all this and it it turned out that she was actually ill I I believe don't quote me it was lupus um and so she decided to go back in time and look at the evolution of female health and she started at Hippocrates where Hippocrates believed that a woman's womb would suffocate her if she didn't have enough sex (laughs) Uh, When she came into the menopause. And from that point onwards, you can see it was through not being able to understand a woman's body and the need to control it to make it right so that they could understand it. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mind blowing. And the sad thing was that it was believed that women weren't intelligent enough to practice um medicine so they were banned from practicing medicine banned from offering support to the women that they knew because they had a woman's body because they was believed to be unintelligent i mean mm. we're in the 1800s 1900s where it was still believed that if a woman educated herself she would basically kill her ovaries and start orgasming in places <laughs> that she shouldn't i mean you know oh. <laughs> i mean phenomenal right yeah. and I, and to this day that echoes Still, yeah, Yeah. that belief echoes still through our health and our well being. Mm. And so, absolutely, what you're saying is true. This, it's a nuisance, comes from a mind that doesn't understand what a period is. Mm. But the sadder thing on top of that is that women, females, and humans with wombs believe that to be true. Mm. A period isn't a nuisance. I mean, it, you know, when you look, I mean, I never forget when I first I started my period, I started a lot later than, than my mates. And that came from, I mean, I was born in the 80s, diet was absolutely shocking. Food, I mean, it wasn't even nutrition, wasn't it, back then? It was just a bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and I also come from um, quite a traumatic um, uh, background at, at home. And so all of those stressors, saw that my body didn't feel it was a safe place to start being able to 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 procreate so i started later they were really painful you know they hurt and so you can see how stress impacts the period but i was always so grateful when it arrived Mm. you know i was always so grateful when my bleed arrived i I, there was something me that found it so fascinating (laughs) and wonderful and I find it, like I said, quite sad that when a woman thinks that it is an inconvenience because it's not her mindset, that's not, that's not coming from her, that's coming from a belief. And these are the beliefs that we have to work on and this is why it's so important for our fellow men to understand this because it doesn't only shine a light on female health but it also shines a light on your health and all the beliefs that you hold with regards to you know what a man should be, because we now know, I mean, when you hear the statistics of men's health, the suicide rates—I mean, that broke my heart mm-hmm. to feel that men can't talk about that. But but why? Because because we're t- like health—it's not important. Mm-hmm. Going out and earning money, like I see this all the time. People place money, and I get it, please don't, go. I get it, I really do, that money is way more important than your health. But guess what? If you ain't got health, there really is no point, is there?
3: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely, so, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that's one of the real issues with men is is not being able to uh, know when they need help, ask for help, and also with a, with a focus on taking care of themselves because maybe if we think about the violence that's been done to women in terms of shutting them down from their body, uh, for men, it seems to have been that they've been packaged entirely in their mind and not in their body um, so that they can just focus on that earning money potential of their being rather than this warm, like messy, emotional core that they are. And and actually, um, one of the alienations that's happened, I think, uh, is that women have been, Conditioned into this male system of kind of head-based thinking rather than body-based thinking to maybe um not consider their periods to be something beautiful. And it's amazing to hear that teenage you or like you know have felt honored when the period came because um I think there's definitely I've witnessed with my female friends, there's this um there there is some shame almost associated with the periods arriving. And I wonder if you could talk a bit more about the um the way in which a period extends beyond the few days of bleeding that we may be mm. normally associate it with so thinking about these inner seasons what what do you mean by a kind of inner season so
1: <clears throat> when we look at a monthly cycle we break it down into our inner winter our inner spring our inner summer and our inner autumn your inner winter is the bleed when a woman is bleeding, but we the we take it a day or two before that in in regards to preparation it's almost like ceremony right when we come into ceremony we have this time to to create the space you know to put your candles up, all that kind of thing to get that space ready and it's the same with the bleed you know and i and i I shout out to the red school who taught me a lot about this so a lot of women are shocked when their period arrives. Oh my goodness, here it is. But if you if you know when, you're, when your bleed is about to arrive and you take that day before, it's almost like a, ah, moment. Instead of the anxiety and the stress around it. Mm-hmm. So then depending on however long your bleed is, the energetics behind that in the winter, you might bleed for just three days. But the energies behind that if you if you are if you have a 28 day cycle for example extend to could extend to seven days from that inner winter the bleed we then step into the inner spring which is our mid follicular so you're kind of you're kind of the energy and and the hormones are starting to build and so you're feeling that energy start to rise and the capabilities and your cognitive behavior we then move into our inner summer, which is your ovulation. This is the time when we are fertile. Mm. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> you, you have basically one day in which you can, ha- you can conceive. That's not mm. a lot, is it? No. And so I find it really interesting when someone says to me, but I'm highly fertile, that's why I'm on the pill. Okay, of course you're highly fertile because you're in your 20s. You're healthy, you're vibrant. Of course you're highly fertile. No, no, but I'm really highly fertile. No, I I totally get it. I totally get it. You're very healthy. So you are, but you've literally got a very short window. The rest of the time, you know, but to cover our backs so that we don't get sued, we like (laughs) to say, (laughs) we like to say that to give it just a three to four day window. Yeah. It's at that time. But the rest of that, the rest of those 28 days, it's not going to happen. So you have got your inner summer. This is, you know, this is a time of high energy. Yeah, this is where you are in the zone because your 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 body knows that it wants to attract a mate. You're in ovulation. It's all about procreation. So <laughs> this is where, and interestingly, your face becomes more symmetrical. No
2: way.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's bizarre. Yeah, because you're looking to attract. You're looking to attract that mate. Wow, Phenomenal. Huh. I never forget. I, I was work when I used to work in Mayfair, and um, I, I never, I never i walked in one day and i felt great you know my hair was did my outfit was on point my fake tan had been applied amazingly and i just you know i had like the guys were going abby you look awesome I'm like yeah, thanks i'm feeling this <laughs> and it was around ovulation the next day I totally fall out of the bag It was like oh my god my hair mm. is crap i don't look great i don't look like everything's going completely wrong I was in, that was my day. That was my day. So it's very interesting how, like, you start looking at these patterns and these habits, and it can tell you, it can tell you what's going on. And then from inner summer, you move into your inner autumn. And I, you know, this season is my favourite season of the year, so much so I know my daughter after it. But Mm. my goodness, did this throw up so much emotional shit for me. This was the time. Yeah, I mean, this is where women with PMT, this starts to arise. But mm-hmm. for me, this is where the addiction started to kick in, like and show there uh, and, and show up. And this is all about reflection and slow down, something that we do not find very easy
2: mm. in this culture, certainly. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. And so this is the time when you know we really want to start asking for that extra support. Please, can you help me? No, mm-hmm. I can't do that right now. These are all so difficult, and this is what pushes that pmt and all that crap out all that emotional junk out because our environment isn't supporting us mm. you know but also as well we don't believe that we have the permission to ask we don't believe yeah. that we have the permission to slow down and when you look when when people don't understand this and you see someone struggling like let's be honest and uh, like from my my days in the office it's like when when a woman would take a day off, oh she's she's her period hurts. Oh hell, period.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, we've all got period. You know, I'm here. I, I'm you know on my period. I'm I'm in pain. I'm I'm but I'm still here. Can you see what I'm saying? But now now I'd be like, thank goodness she took the day off. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. She deserves that time. You know, she gives throughout the entire month. Let her have like at least one day off. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. is like very basically in regards to the seasons. But, but again, you know, I've, I've, I've studied this for so long now. It is not as easy as that because depending on how you digest stress, depending on how you are living, you might, you might not feel that energetic rise. You might feel depleted for your entire cycle. You might feel mm-hmm. emotional for your entire cycle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It really, you know, it's not just, it's not as linear as that.
2: Yeah, well, nature never is, is it? Nature is never, you know, you've got a week with autumn and a week with summer, it's going to be, like, complicated.
0: Hey, everyone. We just want to say a huge thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Men Who Talk and take a quick break from the conversation to remind you how you can access more information on our collective. Head to our website, www.themenwho.com, drop us an email at lets.talk@themenwho.com. Or check out our Instagram, at the underscore, to see what we're up to. Together, it's our purpose to raise the power of sharing what's on our mind and make it easier for men everywhere to access their well-being potential. So why don't you join us on this lifelong journey? Thank you, and back to the show.
1: Do you know what, Joe? though, love? The reason it's complicated is because we have made life complicated. And, it, and and really like all of this jazz that we're surrounded with is is, is not what this body was was born for you know what like do you mean all by the,
2: of, all this jazz
1: yeah, what we believe that we should have in our lives in regards to things and the way that we should be conducting ourselves you know on a social level with work and schooling and you know how we should be helping everyone else other than ourselves, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be there to support community, but this ideal that everyone else outside of us is more important than what we are, mm. it, you know, it places a massive burden on that nervous system. And mm. and again, to put yourself first is not a selfish thing because when you do, you, like, you're, you're you're revitalized you can give so much more yes. when you are a, a place of importance you're stronger mm-hmm. in, in every aspect so that's what i mean you know working working nights you know changing your circadian rhythm like yeah, all of these things mm-hmm. it our human body is 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 is, is trying to evolve you know to keep up with it all but it yeah. is it, struggling and this is what's creating the in the symptoms that we are experiencing i
2: i think you're so right and let's just think about like work as a concept the fact that it's 5 days a week every week like as if we're machines that can just show up and do the same thing all the time and that our bodies are going to be responsive and and as productive every week as they are other weeks I think that alone has a lot to answer for for our sense of well-being and peace cuz like you just the example you gave of someone taking a day off work for her period that comes with a whole lot of guilt almost because you're you're feeling like you're letting the side down and people at work maybe like gossiping about you along the ways that you just said and I feel a big a real like compassionate thing we could do is is give people time off when they need it rather than just at that last desperate moment where they have to take three weeks or a month off because they've crashed and burned from trying to meet this machine-like way of working all the time.
1: Well, when you look at that, right? so when we go back into, and it's still kind of like the ideal, isn't it, that the man goes to work, although we have plenty of awesome women out there working as well, but the man would go to work, so he's out all day, and the woman's at home looking after and, and doing whatever. Look at how that breaks that communication of understanding between how, he is feeling and how um she is feeling because she's there like a business running the show with the children and the house and she might be doing a little bit of work on the side as well and whatnot so she's stressed out because she's thinking that she's doing everything because she is at home yet he's out doing everything he can to keep home Mm. but when they come together the belief is that they've been doing everything on their own (laughs) (laughs) you see yeah and then we put this all together and this is we start to see this conflict another really great book and really small book is called the dance of the lion and the unicorn really great book in regards to relationships and understanding Mm. um and how most men believe that they are the lion and that the women are the unicorn when in fact it's actually the reverse But the communication behind, like the collaborative communication behind a relationship, really good book to look into in, in mm. understanding that, you know, because what my menstrual cycle has, has allowed me to appreciate is that my husband does a lot. I can't see that all the time, but he does a lot. And so therefore my communication to him isn't aggressive and you know i've done this i've done that i can understand exactly what he's been through you know mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it, it's again i come back to that communication it, it, it's just enhancing the communication within our relationship
2: interesting and i wonder if we could talk about men for a moment here because i um studying anthropology you find out about all these different cultures that have all these different ways of dealing with Menstruation uh, within their kind of ritual life and their their moral life, their ethical life, and a couple of examples really stick out to me. One um, from the Amazon rainforest is a a few groups that have something called what the Kuvad, which is where a man, a man will experience similar symptoms to their wife or their partner uh, in order to. There's kind of an empathy that happens, this transfer of emotions, and and it's kind of a phenomenon that's documented in a few different places, and then another even more kind of um, ritualized version of this is that in Papua New Guinea, there's some groups that will actually, uh, men will just cut a really thin slit above their groin so that it looks like they're bleeding. So that when their when their wife or their woman is, is um, on their period, they also appear visually to be on their period as well. So they'll have like bloodstained trousers and things mm. like that. Um, and this is obviously really extreme examples of like, how men and women can connect through menstruation. But I wonder as well, is there a kind of hormonal equivalent um, that men go through a kind of monthly cycle or yearly cycle of hormones or uh, seasons that women do that's maybe more subtle or not talked about so much?
1: Men go through changes. And there was this belief that men don't go through a menopause, but there is a shift as you, as you hit into your 50s. There is a change. Not so much as a woman, but there are changes that occur. They're very, very subtle. And again, like what you just said, I think that's amazing, that that collaboration of, of feeling and being in such a tight relationship. We might see these as extreme with regards to the cutting and, and to being able to see it. But to me, I, I see that as, you know, almost like a protection mm-hmm. to his... His partner you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. she like to, to need some space and therefore he's creating space for
2: himself yes he's participating but, so, in it right he's putting yeah. the way in which th- that's happening
1: but for men again you there are changes that occur not as not as strongly as a women's, but they do happen, especially around 50. You know, this is where we see men go and buy their Porsches, right? These yes. The, the, the midlife crisis. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a
2: thing, yeah.
1: <laughs> there are changes that occur, but guess what? It all comes down to stress. It all mm-hmm. comes down to the way that you digest stress, the lifestyle. And we're, we, we see this. It's, it's not just, you know, work stress. We are now surrounded by toxins and chemicals that are in our water, our yeah. food, our air. You know, it's, it's through that. It's through environmental. All of these stresses, will impact how you as a man evolve throughout the month, the year, and, and, and your life. And being able to acknowledge those through feeling them Again, this how wonderful that the woman's period, this is what she enables you to do, is to feel your own health and cycles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you spoke about Pachimama earlier, Joe, and Mother Earth. When we are in tune with the seasons and the cycles, we can feel those shifts and the needs that that are needed to remain healthy and vibrant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, you know, for men, I, I, I feel that you men have been, you know, subjected to some awful um ideals throughout our lifetime and 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 further back
2: yeah one it's of them that space one of them is the idea that i think this is a huge violence against men even though obviously until very recently it was only perpetuated against women is the idea that there's some hierarchy between men and women i think that's mm. so detrimental and damaging to men and their ability to empathize and connect with women especially around stuff like periods, because I think that idea of hierarchy is what created the silence and the disjuncture and, and the kind of breaking between uh, the sexes in that way.
1: Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. But
2: you honour,
1: you uh, honour yourself as men, you know, you have hormones, of course mm-hmm. you do. And they do gradually decline with age. Of course they do. Mm. But if, if you are, if you are holding space for yourself where you are able to, Really nurture your needs and and assess. You know, throughout life, we don't need to hang on to everything all the time, and that that goes in regards to relationships as well as work and as well as your nutrition. You know, the places that you you spend time in. You know, they all need to change. They all have to evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's when we become addicted and and we hang on to 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 certain aspects that we can create that that ease that we see.
2: Rising up so much,
1: yeah,
2: absolutely, and I think it's so related to like what you're saying with our environments being polluted, being toxic, um, and and that's one of the scary things I feel is um, how do we extract ourselves from toxic environments when they're so they they're flooded, you know, our our food, like you say, our our water, our air, our our oceans. It's I feel I wonder whether there's this kind of inner. If we're talking about inner seasons i wonder if there's this inner turbulence that's being caused by our the changes that are going on externally um that it's almost like by by working on and, and dealing with our inner turbulence maybe we can um come to output more calming and more harmonious ways of being with nature over time uh, do you
1: know what joe absolutely do you know what from knowing the intricacies of my body i'm not saying i know everything but knowing the intricacies of my body like the emotional aspect like the the the, the biochemical really looking into that i have such a respect for this planet i'm you know I'm, I'm, we are always looking to reduce the consumption we are always looking you know it breaks my heart in, in regards to washing i don't put any liquid in my washing machine all i throw in is is essential oils and I, I use water. That's it. I just turn the washing machine on and that's it. Mm. That's it. That's all your clothes really need, to be honest mm. with you. You know, we, we don't really use a lot of washing up liquid, to be fair, because water is enough most of the time. All right. There's certain things. Yeah. But it's looking to bring it down. When you, when you love your body, there is something that, that, that just clicks and you realise, wow. I actually, I'm, I eat the planet, if you think about it. Yeah. I eat the yeah. planet. Yeah. So if I am putting a load of shit into the planet, I'm eating that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to be eating that. And when I do, it makes me quite unwell. So what am I yeah. going to do about it? Do you, know so you can really start to see that. That, that, lo- that love for self just opens up and you realise, mm-hmm. wow, if I don't want to feel unwell... Then I don't want to make the planet unwell.
2: Yeah, and and I feel we're in this crisis of like where people really don't love their bodies, they really don't love who they are, and it it's a I feel a direct reflection of our treatment of the planet. It, it, mm-hmm. it these these things are cyclical, and I do I, I have hope that men and women listening like will feel a sense of maybe there's a way to reclaim my body. There's a way to get in touch with it, to see it as this magical, mystical, unfolding, natural thing, and not something that i'm trying to kind of calm down just so i can get on with stuff you know it, mm. it's it's how do you dance with with your body um and find joy in it like you said at the start finding this fun and joy in being embodied that's just so liberating i think when you experience it
1: well you just said your answer your question dance dance more mm. honestly i am i am i am 41 now i I'm 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 I in. I'm coming into perimenopause and I realise that I, I, I need more fun. This is not about me having to prove myself anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not about me having to give more or harder or, you know, like, like, like I did when I was young and, 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 and in the, the depths of fertility. This is actually about, well, here I am. like I want to enjoy life. I Mm. want to be with people that I love and I want to do things that I love, such as this talking to you. Mm. So, yeah, dance more. Literally everyone, men, women, children, just dance more.
2: Yeah. And don't think of dance as like a a routine or like a thing you have to do to to meet certain steps. It's dancing for the sake of moving, of, of feeling what it's like to move in your body
1: absolutely i mean god knows what my new neighbors think of me because i'm just shaking out on the garden <laughs> in the garden first thing in the morning making really weird noises it's it's how you release tension
2: yeah we're animals right we're animals and we want to yeah. howl and shake and, and move and that's what we're that's what we're here to be is 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 that kind of uh, animalistic as well we're as humans we're in this weird place we have this very advanced reflective awareness and intelligence. But it's just one small part of what we are and, and everything else mm. is that's the bit that isn't connected to the seasons and the, and the nature and, and the animals that um just get by without thinking that mm. thinking is almost like a way of taking you away from where you're supposed to be often i think overthinking yeah. at least is
1: yeah. i couldn't agree more, <laughs> I couldn't
2: agree more so what at the moment, what, what are your kind of well-being strategies? What are your ways of finding joy and fun in life beyond dancing? <clears throat> so
1: for me, it is looking, it's being out in nature more. For me, like surfing, I've really got into the surfing with my family. We yeah. moved to Devon um, just over a year ago. Being outside in nature, is, it just sets me on fire. I absolutely bloody love it. Um, That gives me lots of joy. Um, I'm also looking, like I said, I'm taking Project Woman on tour next year and we're, some people call it a retreat, I call it an experience. Mm -hmm. And it's just full of music, like music, like awesome music, Just, just reminds me how awesome life is. And to not take it too seriously and to move my body, I just... Music is just so powerful. Mm -hmm. We've always got music on, and I realize or I acknowledge that when I don't have music on, I can get very serious. Mm. So, there's we've always got music not always, but majority of the time throughout the day, we've got music playing in the background from you know your classical through to Bonobo and Mariby State, and there's a little bit of Justin Bieber in there sometimes, you know. (laughs) Got to keep it light, right? That's yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I. For me, that's it, and I reflect on what my morning practice used to be. you know, I used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, even when I had my first child um to do like two hours of really hardcore yoga now, sometimes when I wake up, that might just be that I go and get my feet on the grass outside and i just I just call in the spirit and have a little chat with whoever's listening upstairs. Mm-hmm. It could be that i i i I dance it could be that I do a little bit of yoga and bioenergy, or it could be that I just come downstairs and do a puzzle with my son whilst having a really nice cup of coffee. You know, it's listening and just just moving with it and not thinking I have to do this now, I've got to do this on this day to be better Mm -hmm. than what I already am. Because like Mm. I said, in perimenopause, you realise that you've worked hard throughout most of your life, you've crafted, you've carved you don't need to be any better than what you are now and i think mm-hmm. this goes the same for men as well you know we get to this midlife point you don't really need to buy a porsche you <laughs> just need to realize that you're you've done an amazing job at your life it's not a job you know what i mean yeah and now like, how can you enjoy it Like, like really enjoy it mm.
2: yeah i think i think one of the big enemies or, or one of the big demons of the spiritual path, or the, or the well-being path, is the idea of better. Is the idea of doing better, being better, and actually, I feel um, as I mature in my practice too. I've, it's interesting the way you describe your morning practice and how it's changed. I think mine is also doing this similar shift towards listening to what needs to happen in the morning rather than imposing a set of routines uh, to make me better. And and I think getting rid of the idea of should and instead. Just working with what is has really diffused a lot of that um what was before kind of an extension of my desire to constantly be battering myself into a different shape than what I am. Um yeah. You're going through perimenopause, Joe. You're on the same trajectory as me. (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating, right? We can communicate. (laughs) I love it. Um so on the show on the podcast we obviously always ask uh, one of our one of our segments is that we ask a question from a previous guest um and our previous guest and we had a joke about this because um it's quite scottish themed but you came up with the perfect answer so um lisa kennedy asked what is your favorite scottish word or phrase
1: and it is nae bother because my friend, my my friend Lisa uses it. Uh, Lisa Shaw uses it all the time. Mm-hmm. Nay bother. When uh-huh. when it feels like there's too much going on, Nay bother. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I, but I always spell it wrong. Yeah. I always spell Nay wrong. Nay. Well, N A E. That would be how I'd Nay bother. Yeah. Well, I, I did start spelling it N A Y. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna
1: blame I'm gonna blame predictive text on that one. Yeah. Good I'm idea. I'm not gonna yeah. own that one.
2: <laughs> does not do Scots like every Scottish. W-
1: every Scottish person
2: has just hung their head towards me. I think nay bother" is one of my favourite as well because it's mm. like it's like a way of accepting how life is as it is, right? It's just mm. ah, nay bother. Well, we can make that happen.
1: Yeah, no judgment here. Love yeah.
2: it. And I'm really excited that you're supporting Lisa Shaw at the moment with her swim, aren't you? Yes. Yes.
1: Very excited. You know, we've, it's been a, it's, it's been a real, that word journey, but it has been a huge learning curve for Lisa, especially, but for everyone that's supporting her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you have to, you go through these portals and every time you go through one of these portals, you realise, you know, the essence of, of what you're trying to achieve. And you 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 start to draw that energy towards you, you know. Mm. And it, and it, again, you know, we spoke earlier, didn't we, Joe, about divine timing. You can't force anything. Mm. And if you do, you know, m- m- Mother Nature don't want you to fight her. You know, life doesn't yeah. want you to fight it. It wants you to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And so when you go with the flow, you achieve great things. And that's where we're getting to. And this mm. this is a really really exciting time for
2: Lisa brilliant brilliant well we're hoping to have her on the podcast in a couple of episodes so um, we'll check in with her swim but i think ending on that note of life can be hard but it's meant to be easeful it's meant to be in flow right Mm. and i think i think your whole philosophy of approaching menstruation in that way is obviously been transformative for many people and i hope that people get a lot out of listening to this podcast from that as well so thanks so much abby
1: oh joe thank you and thank you everyone for listening thank you
2: guys see you next week
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Men Who Talk. We really hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we did and can apply some of today's wisdom to your own mental well-being practices. For more information on this episode or our collective, head to the show notes or visit our website, www.themenwho.com or head over to Instagram, at themenwho underscore. If you've found value in what we've been sharing, feel free to rate and review our show as it really helps us spread the word and reach more listeners. For now, keep talking, stay well, and be sure to join us next time for another episode of The Men Who Talk.